With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the TOVG podcast, your number one source for what? Star Wars news and spoilers. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, fine. This is um this is this is not going to be a Star Wars spoiler cast, although it sounds yeah. like by the sound of things <laughs> it's it might like as well. Everyone turn it off. Yeah, I just just turn your internet off right now if you care. Actually better if you just don't mention it at all because oh then some, God. I might some be guy might just them. be like you you see you, they're saying they don't want Star Wars spoilers. <laughs> oh shit! No, that's right. That's actually like my Twitter strategy. Like when I was playing Undertale, I did not mention anything about Undertale on Twitter until I was done. And I don't yep. want to mention anything on Twitter. My mind just like blanks out. Like I think the the podcast is a separate space in my mind, even though like it's really not. Yeah. Like people. I mean. Like realistic numbers, not as many people listen to this podcast as follow us on Twitter. So good, much yeah. <laughs> For once, thank you. <laughs> Don't follow us on Twitter. Yeah. Not anyway, until Star um, Wars is done. <laughs> my Twitter is at Barack Obama. <laughs> send send that Twitter account your Star Wars spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is at Donald Trump. The next president of the United States. <laughs> no, don't I think, even loan of a million dollars. I think his is real Donald Trump at real Donald Trump. Yeah, just so, so you many know people want to be one. him. So, oh my gosh. Anyway, um, this is your number one news source for hearing uh, the same three YouTubers talk to each other every week. Yeah, uh, that's a real fact. So. Yeah. Um, we are the number we, one for that. Those people are going to talk about some video games now. Matt, visual, what have you been doing this week? <laughs> oh, wow. I, I'm starting first. I, I feel a little bit weird. I've been playing. I beat Little Big Planet 3, which was good, and okay. I beat Metal Gear 1. Yeah. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 1. Metal okay. Gear 1. Oh, okay, okay. Metal Gear 1. In that Metal case, Gear 1. let me, let me change my reaction to be like, oh, no, okay, okay, good. good. <laughs> I, I suppose. Yeah. I, I, I agree. It. I, you said it was the weakest link, and... It is. It has a little bit of that old retro feel, where it's mm-hmm. one of those games where, where it, like, imagine getting this as a kid. You basically have to memorize where everything is and keep restarting the game in order to really beat this game up yeah, eventually. Because once you die for good, you're like through. You got to start all the way over from the top. The mm. emulator has save states, but the original versions didn't have that. Yeah, in in the PS3 version, you can save in the elevators. Um, and that's the only place you can save. And um, it helps and, a lot, actually. 
Yeah, because even though when you die and you have to go back 10 minutes and it happens a couple times because some some of the stuff for one hit kills, like those barrels that like flood the whole room or those pitfalls that randomly appear and you have to run away before <laughs> they suck you in. And if you're even a little bit close to that hitbox, you're done. I don't know. I don't even know if it's called hitbox back in the days, but if you're even touching that <laughs> pixel, pixel, dude, you're done. Like, yeah. it, it, oh my gosh, it's it's a little stressful. But I gotta say, the last two hours of this five hour game uh, was pretty sweet. Yeah, because that the first Kojima twist in history. Even this is what's what's so fun about playing the old Metal Gear games is seeing how much of a demake they are. Because you go back and play them and you're like, wow, they were doing that back then. Like, yeah. like I had the first big moment of that happening is when um you fire the remote control missiles across an electrified floor to hit a power box on the other <laughs> side of the wall. And you're like, wow, they've been reusing the same puzzle since 1987. Yeah. And then at the end of the game, when the colonel tells you to turn off your console, yeah, you're dude. like, wow, they've been doing this since 1987. <laughs> Like, what is this? I, 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 because, like, all right, the game builds you up. Because the reason why the last two hours is the game builds you up a certain way, like, especially with the radio. Um, they're constantly the radio is used to give you tips uh, from like four different people, give you tips and actually helping you progress with the game. Like, it's needed in order to progress with it with the game. And, um, all this time they're helping you. And then when you get to the Endish, all of a sudden, big boss is like, "Oh, go in the the truck to the to the, all the way to the right. Um, that's the safest place. You go there. All of a sudden, it takes you to the beginning of the game, <laughs> and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> like the biggest troll ever. Mm-hmm. The biggest troll ever. Like he starts messing with you the whole time. And you just he's like, oh, go inside the room quickly." And then you go inside the room, there's a big old pitfall as soon as you walk up. You're like, no! Like, oh, you just don't listen to him. There's always <laughs> another way. But th- I, I I would say this game feels like a little bit like Fallout 1 did. And I'm, I'm thinking that Metal Gear 2 is going to be like a little bit like Fallout 2, like where they kind of branch out and kind of fix some of these problems. Mm-hmm. Like, th- there's literally like some pieces of the that you need to move forward. They're really hidden. I mean really hidden there's there's a part where they introduce a mechanic of punching walls uh to find out if you can put uh, plastic explosives to blow a hole mm-hmm. and it's like you have to go around just punching walls the whole time <laughs> so you can find these like secret spots because it's not an optional thing no you need to get these things and some of those things really make the make it easier hey, there, yeah. there's, there's a whole part where you you sh- if you if you go through and you accidentally shoot prisoners, you're done. You're, oh, you're done. that screwed me my first playthrough. You, you have had, to start all over. Yeah, because you it increases your ammo carrying capacity the more and prisoners you rescue, and you need to have a high enough ammo capacity, if I'm remembering it right, to beat the final boss. Um, and some and like the the helicopter, you need a lot of ammo of uh the ro- the grenade launcher to be able to kill him because if you have less than 15 that's not enough you need to you need to extend that a little bit more especially if you you rescue a bunch of prisoners and you don't kill them 
uh, of course, you get a, a, a rating of four stars. And then you're able to talk to someone that helps you open the door. If you cannot, you will not be able to talk to her unless you have all the prisoners at that point. All of them. Okay, and so not some of them. You start the whole game over again. Yes. But since it's like a super duper old game that requires precision against unpredictable traps, the thing is your second playthrough takes just like a quarter of the time that the first one did, or at least yeah. for, for me, even though it was still a huge pain. But it, uh, it seems enemies respond and oh, from from new screens. If you if you move out of one room and go back, they're back. Yeah. And the alarm system, when you trick it, it's it's a little bit crazy. It gets a little bit crazy later on because this is like people just flooding in and the guns are not they don't feel too well. Because you're shooting this little pixel to hit this guy, Top and they're like moving. Four directions only. Yeah, it's yeah. it's pretty weird. The the combat as as it works in Metal Gear One doesn't change a lot in Metal Gear Two, and I hate to say it, but I feel like one of those problems you had with the secret walls, or just like other obscure '80s gaming adventure game secrets that you would no, have never found without a guide. That problem's kind of sort of worse in Metal Gear 2, but it's implemented in a different way. It's like they know in Metal Gear 2. Metal Gear 2 mm-hmm. has a shitload more text in it. They mm. um, made a lot of upgrades to the hardware and the system in between these two games. And Metal Gear 2 feels like it, it, it plays the same control scheme as the first game, but it feels like a totally different engine iteration of it. And uh, whenever they have a stupid puzzle, the characters will like joke and laugh about how stupid they are in a very self-aware Kojima way. A lot like the the last two hours of Metal Gear One. I feel like the rest of Metal Gear One is kind of unremarkable, but but you seem to really liked it. Yeah, I I, I in the beginning it was a little it was a little rough. You know, I I expect as much from an older game, but just like Fallout One, I found. A lot of good things about it. It, it, it. I, I would say it was easier to play Metal Gear than it was Fallout, though. For oh, sure. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, it's a much simpler game. Of, yeah. No inventory yeah. screen. Well, there is an inventory screen, and it's just all of your shit on one screen. <laughs> Unlike yeah. Fallout, where you have to like scroll through three oh giant gosh. chunky I- item icons that take up a, a quarter of the screen space each, and you have mm. to talk to. The- Everybody, you have to know everybody in that town. At least in this game, it's a little bit easier to refresh yourself, go back, and even restart the game if you make mistakes or whatever. I was lucky enough to have, well, I guess I have the PS3 version, so I have a bunch of saves. So if I mess something up, I can just go back and just I have to replay a lot of lot of stuff and make sure I do it properly, but. You know, it's still a little bit better than me starting the whole game and and doing some of these like annoying sections again. Because, <laughs> it's so, you know, it's so, yeah. so weird going back to a game where making a mistake early on that you didn't even know was a mistake will fuck you in mm-hmm. the final acts. Like that's something mm. that's that is a design element that has not stuck at all, and it's easy to see why. Yeah, and it's so it's weird too. Like everybody. the the system of rescuing prisoners to increase your star ranking somehow makes you carry more ammo. It, it's like the logic of that is so so <laughs> not easy Obtuse. to recognize. Yeah, as I noticed my ammo and health increasing as I was playing for the first time, I didn't know it was related to the star gauge. <laughs> I actually did not notice that until I 
gave up and went on game facts at the final boss <laughs> and they were like oh yeah you need to make sure that you don't accidentally shoot one of these prisoners which holy shit matt am i remembering this right there is one prisoner that they place in the line of fire yes okay so you fight uh um a uh, stupid duck or something like that and he's like oh and, and 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 the woman calls you she's like oh my brother is one of those prisoners please don't kill him or i won't help you anymore oh. and i'm like oh okay and there's three of them there and you can't kill any of them but the pixels are the hitboxes are stupid okay mm. so you can mistakenly shoot them easily so basically the easiest way is to because you can't rescue them for some reason you like the you I thought you could rescue them before, but you can't. So you have to kill him first. So you have to rub up against him, make sure you don't hit mm. anybody else, and just shoot him a couple times with a handgun. You know, because you don't want the spread to hit any of the prisoners because it's really easy to hit other prisoners. And he's like throwing boomerangs, and, and you're constantly getting hit. But if you stock up on rations, which you should, you should be able to kill him. Oh, my gosh. But that was what got me the first time. Like, I had to... I had to go back and play through the whole game and just pay attention at that one prisoner because that's the one. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, you don't, you don't want to, you don't want it because he tells you, he tells you, oh, because um, the prisoners, they, you don't just rescue the prison, uh, prisoner of wars. They give you tips to move on with the game, so you, you shouldn't shoot them at all. So they they give them value. This particular prisoner, brother, if you save him, he tells you to take the ladder on the left, which helps you at the end oh, scene. Oh, yeah. That's another trap. Yeah. There's, and there's it, the escape the exploding base, and some of the routes that you can take, the, the branches will just fuck you. Yeah, because once you kill Metal Gear, the timer starts, and then you have to kill Big Boss. And when you kill Big Boss, then you have to, you know, like, has a long, I don't know how long it's going to take you, but if it takes you a while... You only want to choose one ladder on the way up. You don't want to make a mistake. And you, if you choose the other ladders, <laughs> they, they might mess you up. And then you end up failing the whole stage and have to start all over again. And freaking rememorize the... the you, you have to write down the, the feet Metal Gear. You have to write down which legs to, to shoot in the sequence. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or blow up in a sequence with, with plastic explosives. So it'll be like left, right, right, left, 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 right, 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 left, left, right. Like the whole, like 16, 16 left, rights. And oh my gosh. <laughs> if you mess up oh one, you God. have to start over. Yeah. What and did you, you, and you oh, yeah. sorry. Uh, what, what, what did you think of uh, the, the quote unquote story that was there? Very, very simple um, <laughs> yep. compared to the regular, <laughs> which is regular so Metal weird Gear stuff. Going back to that, even yeah. though there were Kojima twists in this game, <laughs> right, like it gets right. it gets weird and self aware and fourth wall breaking. But compared to it, literally any other Metal Gear game, including the very next one, the story is just like ha I am evil. Come <laughs> it's at the me. Babby, Babby Metal Gear. Yeah, you know, before before they're Metal full Gear. grown. Yeah. It's, but, oh my god! It's it's still cute. Yeah, yeah. It's, I I quite liked it. It, it didn't take like yeah you know, a lot of my. T- it took it took a lot to to, to beat it because you just if you're not using a guide, whoo, you're going commando, my friend, and <laughs> it's it's rough. It's rough trying to find all the secret stuff. You're just sitting there punching walls all day, trying to find out where 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 you need to find this damn uniform that I need to pass through 
this guard thing, which makes no sense. But I had to go back and like, okay, okay, this is where they tell me the mechanic. Let me punch walls for a second. And then you, you yeah. So yeah. if you don't mind me asking, uh, what are what are your video plans for these classic Metal Gear games? Uh, video for each and every one of them. Ooh, I'm going to try to do that. Wow, so that's, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's yeah, the same yeah, thing I, I, my friend said. That's something said. I tried and didn't go through with. <laughs> I might take some breaks in between, you know, play some play some um some old goodies that I've been wanting to play for a while, but maybe play some Undertale after the the first two uh, Metal Gears. The good news about going through the whole Metal Gear Solid series is that um it, with the exception of Peace Walker and MGS5, they're all actually pretty short. I think the longest one is MGS4, which is on on how long to beat.com averages about 14 hours. Which yeah, uh, I don't know how long your sittings are, but that sounds like about two good days to me, which is not a lot of time at all. Yeah, that that's a difference compared to all the games I've been playing, like the Fallout and Witcher series and mm-hmm. all these other games yeah, have been. Metal Gear is tiny by comparison. Long. The games yeah. are dense, much maybe denser, but in terms of beginning to ending, you can knock out that first playthrough super fast. Yeah. Metal Gear. It's pretty uh, good. Pretty yeah. good. I guess they're pretty good. What about you guys? Um, I haven't been playing too much. Well, started on the project for next year for uh, pirate games. <laughs> Played Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, the video game. Mm. Um, how, how do those work? Are they like brawlers? Pretty or? much. I mean... I, like, I don't want to give away the whole review, but essentially what the game boils down to is it's like, uh, mind you, Assassin's Creed 1 came out the same year as this game, uh, 2007. It's essentially Assassin's Creed 1's combat. Um, take away some of the polish oh. and <laughs> some of the uh, some of the things making sense. Um, <laughs> at like... Add some really shoddy like ideas for mechanics in a fight and like a combo system that doesn't matter that rewards you with currency that you don't use for anything. Oh. And then, well, I mean, like what it does is like your combos will give you a ranking at the end of the level and then the ranking gives you notoriety and the notoriety gives you character unlocks for the challenge mode, which the challenge mode is just doing the same level, but more fighting people. <laughs> so really oh, no. completely pointless to do combos aside from just killing enemies faster. Um, it's just like a non-polished Assassin's Creed combat with walking sections in between it. That's pretty much what the game boils down to. That doesn't sound very exciting. It's yeah. not, but it was only about six hours long. Uh, um, the Probably the highlight... Uh, which I, I do talk a lot about this in the video is the voice acting, which I, I mean, just just all kinds of awful. Um, the story <laughs> is like it's it's actually movie number two and three in their entirety, which is weird because it's the third game and there is a Dead Man's Chest game. So I don't know what the fuck that one is, but uh, it was on portables only or something. I don't know. They, their game's really super weird. But uh, yeah, it just takes the story of movies number two and three, completely butchers them, <laughs> removes all context. Like oh, no. the part in the movie where Will meets his dad on Davy Jones' ship is because Will 
gets tricked into selling his soul to Davy Jones to pay off Jack Sparrow's debt. And so he's trapped there and it's like, you know, there's there's plot there. In this one, they just like pull up alongside the Flying Dutchman and Jack is like, go get the chest and the key that has Davy Jones heart. And Will's like, yeah. And he like goes in and kills a bunch of dudes. And then his dad's like, I haven't seen your face in a long time. And he's like, (laughs) father. And then he's like, I can't escape, but you can. And it's like, he doesn't, what is he escaping from? He's not trapped there. He's just like, he's just on the ship. He just willingly like swung over on a rope. He's fine. There's no emotion attached to the scene. Just like that is like everything in the game. Um, But the highlight is Jack Sparrow's voice actor is like really good. Like nails the Jack role, which is incredible. Um, And he has no games to his name uh, credited before that one. So fucking good on him for just crushing his first role. I think he's in like Grand Theft Auto V and stuff now. Um, But the worst voices in the game are uh, Crispin Freeman, who plays Will. (laughs) Just bombed so bad. Probably the worst voice acting performance I've ever heard. Um, and then the other one is Elizabeth's voice actor who has been voice acting since 1985 and also just trash. I guess, I guess they just didn't have direction. (laughs) Their their (laughs) direction was, please give me minimal paycheck. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Which you'd think wouldn't be a problem for a game with a major Disney movie license like that. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing is this is the weird thing. They... The other voice actors, I'd say a good eight or so characters, uh, are are voice acted by their actors from the movie, and they all suck. So Oof. go fucking figure. So I guess, paycheck. I guess the game got a shafted budget. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it looks like it looks like a launch PlayStation One game, but it's um, for the three sixty. Uh, well. I, from my research, I think all the versions on the different on the different releases are different. But yeah, it was 360, PS3, Wii, PS2, there's a uh, and PC. PC screenshot that I found when looking it up that has the most atrocious looking HUD I think I've ever seen in my life. Just now, when I like Google image search for Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End PC game, and in the corner yeah. of this HUD is a um. Some some of your usual PC game HUD elements, yeah. But also a real ass picture of a roasted chicken, yeah. That just looks chicken. really really slimy and gross. It's like <laughs> next your... to a meter of hearts and glowing orbs is this like grocery store catalog cutout of a rotisserie chicken. Yeah, that's your health. Um, you you use chickens. And you restore a lot of their a lot of your health. Uh, and uh, um, just want to point out another thing that I'm just kind of giving away from the the review. But that chicken makes the crunchiest crunch noise when you eat it. <laughs> it's like you should be eating apples for the noise that it makes. You like use the chicken. And it's like, <sighs> oh, that is um, violent. That is yeah. vile. Oh no. Um, also, every enemy in the game is like default humanoid reskinned for their different zones it's really bad it's a bad game it's like it's it's funny and fun to be annoyed at but like it lost the charm like three hours in when i'm like i'm just i'm just fighting dudes have, like that's the that's the whole game have you played any good pirate games yet 
that's the first one I played. So, I mean, I do still have, uh, I have Shantae lined up. I have Monkey Island. I have Assassin's Creed 4. So, I have some games that have potential to be, to be good. Um, they're just on their way. <laughs> they're on their way. I'm going to try and, try and disperse which ones I think are bad and good. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I don't want to do like a whole bunch of bad games and a bunch of good games back to back. I want to like try and go back and forth, have some positives and negatives. There's some good stuff about Pirates of the Caribbean, but it's, it's definitely suffers from lack of a budget or probably a lack of caring on Disney's part or whoever made it Euro something. It was like, forgot the dev's name. It's so weird Um, how, how movie licensed games work. Yeah, because because they have such expensive branding, but the products always feel so cheap and shoddy. Yeah, it also just like there's so many plot things where it's like what, like what, <laughs> like okay, you guys have seen the movies, right? Which has been a while. Yeah, yeah, I've seen them. Okay, at the start of two, there's like that scene where it's like a weird prison cliffside torture place, and then like they throw some coffins into the water and Jack Sparrow pops out of one and he starts rowing with the guy's leg and you're like ah jack sparrow (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) in in this one that's the first level and you like but you start in the prison and you like kill everybody on your way out but you the very first scene is you're in a prison cell lying pretty just chill like relaxing on a bed and the door is just open and jack sparrow's dad walks in and he's like like sleeping through your own hanging jack and jack's like it's just like like meaningless banter that doesn't really make sense. And then his dad just disappears and then reappears at the end part and kicks you into a coffin. It's like, oh, so let's take that, that whole scene and then downgrade it to a not as clever scene. And also nobody knows who this is because this is the second movie and he doesn't show up until the th- fucking doesn't. I really like those movies in this. That <laughs> Very upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. On a lighter note, I started playing uh, Neko Atsume. What is what is Neko Atsume? It's Neko Atsume, <laughs> and it's the game you've probably seen screenshots all over Twitter of for like two years now. It's a cute, cute little kitty game. It's a mobile game, and literally all you do is you have a screen Aww. and you put little cat things, like little like toys and food. And then sometimes when you check into the game, there's cats and they're hanging out doing the thing that you put. Oh and my god! Look, it's so cute. Oh <laughs> wow! The art shit. for this game. Is there an it's, Android it's, version? I want this. Yeah, yeah. I'm playing on Android. I'm, oh, oh my god! And the, it has the a best thing. It has a cat butthole. Yeah, that's that's Wait, one of the what? things. The cats have <laughs> they, buttholes. That's they adorable. have little X's on the back of them for. Oh, oh, they're like oh my Edmund gosh. McMillan butts. They actually um, do have butts. Oh my but, gosh. X yeah, marks the, the spot, right? I gotta say, this game <laughs> is, is, like, this is probably joke. a really great, yeah, I get it. It's probably a really great, uh, really great example of good mobile gaming, because it's like, it doesn't time sync, because there's nothing to really do except for take pictures of the cats and then collect little fish that they give you, which is your currency. And if you go to the microtransactions bit where you can buy goldfish to like get like different things that you can't get with the gray fish. Mm-hmm. Um, the maximum priced one is $3 and that gets you like the, like the big things like you could with the amount of goldfish you buy with that, you can get like the second room and some of the big like cat toys and stuff. And so it's like, 
I don't feel like I eat like this game could ever gouge me out of more than maybe ten dollars. And I'm like, I feel more obligated to buy because it doesn't have like a ninety nine dollar option like a lot of mobile games do. Um, wow. Yeah, the maximum option is three bucks, which is like, yeah, I'd pay three bucks for a mobile game. That was good. Yeah. So I've, I've I might, might might end up spending some in the future. Paid like I've happily paid more than five bucks for the, the few good mobile games that are there. But, um, yeah, Super this, Mario. No, not Super. Super Brothers, Sword and Sorcery, Un- Uncanny Valley. Uh, a lot of good ones out there. Yeah. But I mean, this looks like. I judging from screenshots, this looks like something I would want to have like as a screensaver. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, oh. that's pretty much what it is. You just that's, you can take it's freaking uh, adorable. There is an in-app um, when you take pictures of the little cats, you can store them in albums for each cat that visits you. And you can also take a full screen picture that just like takes a picture of the entire whatever's happening on screen. And it saves it to your phone's files instead of an in-game uh, album so you can like make your background that so and send them Zap to knows your friends exactly on what Twitter. it's doing and i like that i i am actually going to take out my phone and download this cute ass kitty game yeah, i'm done right after the podcast before i get on to play some super gritty grimdark rainbow six siege yeah it's still good siege. they uh put out a new patch yesterday actually that fixes a lot of the complaints i was having with the net code and the chat limit the the team and all chat limit was ridiculous you had about 52 characters to work with so if you like lost you would type in you guys uh, and then the next message would have to put in ck <laughs> it was oh. really really annoying and they improved that they still mm. have a lot of work to do in terms of how to fix the interface and whatnot but I feel like th- this is a very strange situation I'm seeing where I'm seeing a lot of of preemptive hate being aimed towards a game that's great that I can't really say is invalid hate. But at the same time, I also t- had low expectations for this game myself. Like, I haven't really liked a Ubisoft game since, uh, I don't know, Splinter Cell Blacklist, maybe? And so I didn't uh, really after after going through the crew and Far Cry Four, <laughs> which which Far Cry Four was fine, but it was also Far Cry Three. I, I wasn't really expecting them to to really hook me again. But I guess what I was forgetting was that when Ubisoft is not doing the regular Ubisoft sandbox game formula, they actually have some pretty good ideas in them. They're just also dealing with all of this other extraneous outside of the game bullshit that the game still has to put up with like you play and then the $60 price tag and then the microtransaction cash shop a lot of times whenever I talk to anyone who isn't playing this game uh, their first few reactions will be some 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 nasty shit based on one of those three facts it's the microtransactions the price tag and the lack of campaign I haven't heard a lot of people really complain about the gameplay in this game because it's a really really good game and shouldn't that be what matters most i don't know i feel like my loyalty is being tested with this thing did you uh did you you got a review copy right yeah so so uh, disclaimer i didn't have to feel the burn of actually playing paying the 60 dollars yeah but Um. i still like the way i think of it I'm, i'm thinking back to battlefield bad company too and i'm thinking you know what i have paid 
what I did pay was $50. Would I have paid $50 for Bad Company 2 if it didn't have the campaign? And the answer is absolutely without a doubt, yes. 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 Because the Bad Company 2 campaign, I feel like I see a lot of people who like it, but I hated it. It's not that good. It was Call of Duty, but worse. And the Battlefield 3 campaign was like bottom tier dollar story, dollar store Call of Duty. Hmm. Yeah, it was pretty dry. It's pretty dry. They they had these characters that were always like over, you know, like it it was trying to it, it knew what it was. Bad, the, the, bad the, ca- the characters were fun, but I mean that's just skin deep. With the actual game involved pointing and clicking on bad guys with some low recoil, laser accurate iron sights that uh that just tunneled you through the the point and click shooting gallery and it never did anything nearly as interesting as the stuff these games do on their multiplayer modes and i absolutely positively despise those kinds of tacked on campaigns Mm, so the whole argument about it not being a campaign is something that it's it's kind of confused me and i think a lot of the big reason why is because i feel like people are using the wrong word if they said oh it doesn't have bots and it's 60 dollars," i would be like yes totally agree with you but but as far as there not being a campaign it's not exactly something i feel super sympathetic over yeah i I actually listened to i don't know if you guys uh keep up with total biscuit stuff very much but he did a 40 minute like solo talk (sighs) on multiplayer uh, yeah i I skipped to the rainbow six siege section and i mean the whole the whole video was about that (laughs) But he even then he was he still said something wrong. He forgot about the PVE terrorist hunt modes, but whatever. No, he didn't. Are you sure? Because he uh, yeah. In the little section that I skipped, he talked about how it was sixty dollars for basically one mode. And the thing is, if you want to get technical, there are like three different modes that the five v five mode plays. But there's also this whole big PVE terrorists hunt part of the game that a lot of people forget about. But I actually don't blame them because it's not as good as the other one. But I mean, it's no, still he, there. He definitely mentioned. He definitely mentioned all of them. Okay. He said there's one mode is the main matchmaking mode, which is why it's a like it keeps it from being a game that peters out with its fan base because people don't pick favorite modes that they play against people in. There's one mode that you play against people in. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but it, there's also like hostage and and bomb defusal but that's just technicalities i mean there's one matchmaking where you can play against other people so you can't pick and choose your like like halo style like big team battle free for all swat etc 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 it's just confined to one and i wish global thing i wish they could do that if they shipped it out with a dedicated server browser where people could get creative with the parameters they were playing this game in it would be a lot easier to deal with one of the big uh, frustrations is having to wait in a queue after every match you have the option to rematch the same people you played against at the end of a match but if one person and on either team drops out then that means you have to wait through the queue again and have them set up another person which can last up to 90 seconds and uh the the it's it's a real big issue in the early game where you can only play a mode they call casual where you play mm. for best uh, two out of three rounds of rounds that last about anywhere from 45 seconds to three minutes each if they max out the timer. And then you get bo- booted back to the queue again and have to wait another 90 seconds to get back in. And it's just uh, for the amount of wait time versus the amount of time you're playing, it's way too disproportionately skewed towards the wait time. After a while, you can unlock a ranked mode that has you playing for best out of four rounds instead and the winner has to have a two round lead and that's much much better 
Mm. And they say they're going to be uh, rolling out a hardcore mode later on, too, that'll be uh, kind of like ranked, but with much less HUD elements. I'm really looking forward to that as well, because now that I've gotten into the rhythm of the game, I'm noticing that it's losing a lot of the difficulty and tension, which means I might have to start playing clan matches. No. <laughs> Oh, mm. gosh. To, to get some of that 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 good uh, fear and paranoia back again. But even then, I'm still really, really enjoying it. I have a little group of friends on Skype that I've been playing with, and they all seem to really, really dig this game. And it, it kind of breaks my heart to see the situation it's dealing with. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I can I can sympathize because I still wish Titanfall was a thing, but whatever. Yeah, people speak fondly of Titanfall. When they make the uh, comparison with Rainbow Six Siege to Titanfall, they do it sympathetically. Mm. Besides oh, that, Titanfall. I played some more of those Neo Geo bundle games. I'm kind of warming up to the concepts now that I've actually gone through them. The thing is, even though it's a shitty emulator in front end, these Neo Geo games are still really good games. Mm. Me and a friend did Baseball Stars 2 last week which is wow. a hilarious game. I want to double Scribs' old recommendation about oh. it. The, the, the thing that blew my mind about it is that there is a bullshit ref mechanic. There's a dice roll that the ref will just make obviously the wrong call. <laughs> oh, wow. And when it does, mm. it's hilarious. He'll either... Um, and it'll be for, for not minor game-breaking moves. Basically, like, whether or not... A, a runner gets called safe on first base at the last minute. But sometimes the ref will like clearly and utterly say that, that the runner's out even when he was on that base for a few frames before the ball landed. And it's it's cute. It's it's got a really, really charming over the top, super duper SNK style to the grand old American baseball tradition. Wow, it looks good. Oh, it's one really of those games where art. it's like kind of timeless a little bit, you know. It's good like pixel art is Super timeless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and another thing I'm noticing when going through these games is that SNK has really good pixel art. Oh, yeah. every one of these games looks gorgeous. And one one really cool one that I've never heard of before is uh Shock Troopers, which mm. is an Ikari Warriors clone that is just about some of the most bombastic, explosive, bloody, gory, co-op shooter side-scrollers I've ever played, and I've never heard of this game at all in, in my whole hmm. life. And, and in terms of the, the quality of the pixel art, of the visual feedback, of the um, uh, uh, spray patterns that the bosses and the monsters are using, it's just like top-notch stuff. I was playing Metal Slug 1 last week with the same friend, too, and, and I think I came to the decision that I don't think I like Metal Slug that much. Oh, Why? It, it's a quarter muncher. It's it's a microtransaction oh, machine. Yeah. Oh, it definitely <laughs> is. I, I can't disagree with that. Even though I, I really do like it, I but I I spent a lot of money at the laundry playing that game. The the good and thing about doing it with this humble bundle is that you can just put in as many quarters as you want. But it still kind of uh, kills the enjoyment of the game when there's right. no fear or tension because a lot of the bosses from the midpoint onwards just spam the screen with bullets. There's no way yeah. to dodge a lot of these attacks and you just end up pressing the the quarter button and start button and feeling a sense of failure that you really had no control over. But 
I don't know. I'm sure there are some crazy people out there who can do a one credits run of a metal slug. But until then, I I think uh, for the normal fucking shock troopers is is seems to me like if you, if you want to explode good looking pixel art, I I totally re- recommend would would love it if you guys checked out shock troopers. Wow, hmm. it's like a top, like a a smup. Kind Shmup. of yeah yeah, smup kind of um metal gear not metal gear um, it, it is an uh, eight way slug. eight way top can, down shooter you can knife them as mm-hmm, well mm-hmm. you wow. have a melee okay. attack when you use it up close on a bad guy but until then you kind of point in a direction and hold down the shoot button and strafe a little bit in that direction to mow down bad guys who haplessly wander into your bullets is great. One of the characters wow. is so clearly a Rambo ripoff, and and a lot of the other characters that you can choose from have uh, really really cool distinct personalities with some cute little artwork associated with it, and also like bloody, violent, horrifying deaths for these these mooks who keep wandering into your gunfire. Oh, it kind of sounds like uh, Hotline Miami to me. Yeah, yeah, kind of. God, ah, I I really 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 enjoyed that game and i was playing it like 30 minutes ago too and i'm surprised no one's no one fondly remembers shock troopers did it not See, get an american yeah. release or something i've actually never heard of it to be honest never never heard of it this reminds um, me a little bit of uh ghost ghostbusters they had an arcade game oh, as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see what happened here. It came oh. out in 1997 originally, but wasn't released in North America until 2012 on the virtual console. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. Uh, see, you tweeted earlier, you were like, how has nobody ever told me of Shock Troopers? And since I still, at the time, didn't know what you're talking about, uh, my first thought went to uh, Battlefront because of the uh, yeah. the... Why? Yeah, they're shock troopers in that. The the stormtroopers yeah. with the jetpacks. Yeah, no different. Silver armor. <laughs> yeah, oh, and because uh, uh, I was just playing Battlefront two yesterday to capture some footage for a friend, and uh, I was like, I played two matches. And he's like, Yeah, I only need like two matches. I played two, and I was like, I want to, I want to play more. This is really fun. <laughs> oh, oh, I keep forgetting how fun that game is. Battlefront. Battlefront two. Oh, not, yeah. Okay. Not yeah. Shitty. I have to oh, have to remind okay. myself. <laughs> Because <laughs> okay, um, I, I was you looking at the up, new one. I was, I was like, oh, no. okay. <laughs> I was looking up some footage of the new Battlefront, and I saw something that shocked and offended me, and that is you can play as a stormtrooper without their helmet on. Oh. Oh. And and I don't know if this was just something I saw on the character select screen or if you can actually do this in the game or not, because I noticed when I was going through footage of uh, my beta playthroughs, is that the stormtroopers' voices, this is something that really bugged me in the game, the stormtroopers don't have stormtrooper voice. They sound like regular ass people. They they don't go show me some ID. <laughs> they they Aww. instead say push up, push up, put fire on him. Rah. I mean, I assume that what you're hearing is what they're hearing through their radios and not their projected voice through their helmet on the outside. Does that make sense? Well, the I, in my Tie Fighter review, I used a clip from the Tatooine level in the beta where you're playing two guys escaping stormtroopers. Mm. And and the the chatter that they use, it sounds really, really, really unstormtrooper like. <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes sense. It's, it's kind of hard to describe, but it seems like this game's taking a lot of liberties with how stormtroopers have been presented. Anyways, that's like way off topic, isn't it? Yeah, I mean we've actually run long already. That's we should uh, get to some news that's, after that's the good. break. See you next week. The bush.
Hello and welcome back <laughs> to the Tavgolcast. Hey, we we fooled you. We decided to come back after after f- pretending to not. <laughs> Kept you waiting, didn't we? Yeah. Speaking of keeping people waiting, we oh, finally gosh. have an end to the Kojima Konami saga of 2015. I don't know why I was doing 20th Century Fox. Any other theme would have been more. I thought you were applicable. about to do the Star Wars, but okay. The, the credits can roll after the shocking 90-minute um, um, mockumentary expose about the feud between Konami and and Kojima and the bosses between the two. We have uh, epilogue text credits. Showing Kojima now living a happy future for the rest of his life, doing a new studio called, of course, Kojima Productions in partnership with Sony Computer Entertainment. Oh, which makes a lot of sense to me. Um, They already have a new game concept planned. I guess they have had this one ready for a while. It must not be Silent Hills, I'm guessing, because, um, well, I don't know. It, It might be, they, they basically just said they're making a edgy, high-quality game that, that they want to have new lovable characters for. It's going to be a new IP, which is why I initially said it wouldn't be Silent Hills. But at the same time, mm. there's really no reason why they couldn't use uh, some of those old concepts over again. Well, I mean, well, yeah, concepts. Right, uh, right. Very, very vaguely talking concepts. You couldn't use anything direct or else I'm sure Konami would... Uh, Look for any excuse to just actually kill Kojima. Well, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it might be Murder. a kind of situation where a canceled project ends up influencing another one. Like uh, like Fallout Van Buren got turned into New Vegas as the years rolled on. Mm. Um, so, yeah, they have a new studio, of course, called Kojima Productions that sheds some light on why putting his name on Konami products might have been an issue around March. Cause if he, they saw this coming around March, he probably, and if he wanted to keep a studio named Kojima productions going, mm. then maybe some theories regarding Kojima's name being part of Konami's branding in, in terms of their contracts may have been true, which, yeah. which means that it would have been a good thing for him not to have his name on their products. If, he would want to use it again less than a year later for an entirely different mm. publisher. That's true. Um, did you see, uh, before we mm-hmm, move mm-hmm. too deep in this, did you see the, uh, a couple images that surfaced on about Kojima productions? First of all, their fucking team lineup, like band photo that they took. No, no, you guys haven't seen that. Uh. Oh my God. Okay. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to link it to you right now. Maybe you can tweet it out and some people can go to your Twitter and find it. Okay. But, for fuck's sake, this is the coolest picture of any game devs that I've ever seen in the history of forever. Like, it is so Kojima oh, just oh looking at this picture. God. That is, it, that is, it, it reminds me of the 90s. Like, yeah. the, the, the caption of this player. <laughs> Kojima productions look like they're either a J-pop band or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> it's so perfect. Everyone's um, wearing either black or dark gray. Yeah, they're, and they all have like sick jackets or blazers, cool pants, sick boots, and it's like they're in a well lit city park at night with some intense yeah. lens flare behind them. Game development rock stars, dude. If if this was if literally the top of this said like like <laughs> Kojima and the Snakes, I would listen to that band regardless of the genre because they look so cool. 
Oh my gosh. But yeah, it's 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 not all bad. As you can see, it seems like he's he's having fun. Uh Yoji Shinkawa is back on concept art. A lot of old veterans are coming along with him from the previous Kojima studio. So I mean, hopefully business will will continue on as usual, except maybe he'll he'll have a lot more uh creative freedom breath and wiggle room and can't just make metal gear solids over and over and over again because he's been wanting to branch out since 2002 and a lot of people have said that they'd want his first project to be some kind of kickstarter metal schmear schmalid no i don't want that i want that never to happen we're done like maybe (laughs) maybe some other kind of stealth action game but only if if the lines are so so blurry compared to what we've been playing from him for the past 15 years I want to see some weird stuff. I it's, I want to see some other stuff. I I wouldn't I wouldn't mind it. I would mind it if if he did Schmetal Schmier Schmalid, but I would not mind it at all. In fact, I would want him to do Schmilent Schmill. Schmilent Schmill. Yeah. Mm. As a spiritual successor. Oh, shut up. The spiritual successor <laughs> to uh, Silent Hill. I because there's not enough of those. There are certainly enough Metal Gear Solids. There's not enough good Silent Hills in the world. Well, I mean, I think there's plenty of things that are trying to be that if you go check out Steam Greenlight, but uh, obviously we can we know how that's going. Oh, yeah. Get that money. What money? Money from the, from the poor people. Oh, this is Silent Hills. Throw money at. Yeah. yeah that's, um, I mean, whatever they make, I'm sure they'll be okay. Like, SCE has a surprisingly good track record with big-budget games. Like, Until Dawn and and Bloodborne were not expensive, super-hype AAA levels. There was actually some interview quotes back during the PS4 reveal about how Killzone Shadowfall wasn't that much more expensive than the previous-gen efforts. But they all Mm. look like super-cutting-edge games that still manage to appeal to small niches and do it well. And uh, so that's why this this makes a whole lot more sense to me. Like SCE is the kind of console exclusive premium games uh, uh, publishing house that seems like a perfect match for him. Definitely. I yeah, you know what? This might actually be best case scenario. I would rather this happen than than him go to Kickstarter instead, which might still happen with like Shinmu's doing that. But um, but already, I, already we we haven't gotten there, which is like best well, case scenario here, for me. Here's the thing: I, I feel like Sony, like with when the case of Shenmue, it's like that game has not been in the limelight for ever, mm-hmm. like for so long. But this is literally like the biggest upswing in people talking about Hideo Kojima. Probably of all time. This is like the most people know who he <laughs> is right been now. The year of Kojima. Yeah, seriously, just because Konami, like, fuck them, and everybody knows that now. That's like a household name to scorn is Konami. And we all know that half of the reason is because of how they treated Kojima and their and his team. business stuff to do with Metal Gear Solid. Mm-hmm. And so now he, like, Kojima's at like the height of his fame, I'd say. Like, yeah. 
at least of being known and it, like it's, maybe it's not so great you know what I'm about. well i don't know if great's the right word it's there's this the world is saturated in kojima coverage because mm-hmm. we have the double layer of what was already a crazy year of intentional deliberate marketing hype and ruses for metal gear solid 5 as well as the unintentional actual real life drama of of his troubles with the parent company yeah. And so you had like two different avenues of crazy Kojima stories, one about a, a head transplant doctor in Cyprus who might have been marketing the game through his super serious medical research, which turned out to be totally true or totally false, but was still a fun part of of hyping up the game versus yeah. Silent Hills getting canceled, PT getting pulled um and and kojima ultimately having to rush out this game that was already too long in development in a not really finished state Mm -hmm. yeah so uh as far as what's happening to him now though is pretty good hopefully situation i'd much rather this happen than like bethesda scoop him up or or even like capcom or he, he has his own studio called kojima productions just like it always was yeah i I like i mean the point i was getting at earlier was i'm confident that sony sees that they don't need to do kickstarter with this because oh yeah whatever kojima puts out people are going to purchase and he i mean he's proven himself a good game dev Mm -hmm. um did you guys see the video that the sony's video announcement of their partnership with kojima projections yeah yeah so good very very I, I polite, video. understated yeah. andrew house this, is is super duper sweet <laughs> yeah also from what i can hear he speaks really good japanese i uh i mean, I mean it sounded like it I'm, I'm i don't speak japanese but he sounded pretty proficient they really could not have done this announcement better mm, very respectful yep I mean, I would have just been like, fuck Konami. We got Kojima. What up? But instead, like, they were like, like dollars. hello and welcome. <laughs> Please understand. <laughs> yeah. We are now doing a project with Kojima. You look beautiful today. We love you. <laughs> yeah. Um, Speaking of looking beautiful today. Yeah, Bayonetta is going to be looking beautiful in Smash every day after Whoa. they roll her out. Yep. Whoa, what? You didn't hear about this? No. It turns out I was right, you fuckers. <laughs> I guess they so. They did put Bayonetta. It only took a year, but it happened. <laughs> oh, and my God. Also they also put, loose, man. They also put Corin uh, in the house. From, from Fire <laughs> Emblems Fates. I would have rather had Cory in the house. I would have too, because I'm sick of fucking Fire Emblem fucking animu sword characters already why why couldn't they put tharja in tharja's cool but they went why couldn't they put king kirul or shovel knight or fucking (laughs) i would have preferred i would have preferred preferred goku and i I actually don't like dragon ball z and i would have liked goku yeah that would have been that would have also had more potential for the, the cross universe fun character mashup appeal of smash which is like the whole point of the game hey yo yeah corin more like boring oh <laughs> i mean in the real uh watching the trailer don't give a shit about corin because he she is from a video game that actually doesn't is not available in the u.s right now so um dumb but moveset looked pretty cool but dumb but bayonetta on the other cool. hand 
Bayonetta, on the other hand, looks OP as fuck. Yeah. Like, like she <laughs> already butt. had a Smash move set. And it looks yeah. like it looks like Smash's or Summons uh, or, or Wicked Weave Summons. It looks like yeah. uh, her final Smash is a little a little ridiculous. It's where where let's let's see. Let's see how naked she gets. Hang she on, she doesn't really get it. You don't even see her. She summons Gamora and all you see is Gamora. Oh, OK. But anyways, um, yeah, I I always thought Bayonetta makes a whole lot more sense for smash everyone seems like i'm cool with her i think she's great she just looks like she's gonna be brawl's meta knight in in smash 4 she looks fucking ridiculously overpowered yeah good i will use her and no one else then did you did you see the ledge grab smash the easy smash like what is that like why does that exist the gigantic healed boot that comes down and meteors you off the oh, ledge. I can't yeah, I wait for that. the commentaries. To, now to... I I no longer have to use a dinky little me girl that I put a witch hat on. Did, did I you can see... actually use a real bayonetta character. Did you see that both her up B and her down B can use can be used twice yeah. in the air with yeah. a double jump between them? Did you see that? I, I, I just that, can't that. wait for watching a tournament. All I hear is D1 say, destruction! Like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. fucking love D1. <laughs> He's my favorite thing in the Smash community. He's the best thing to happen to Smash, period. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, this I just makes me realize that once all the characters are out, I'm going to have to buy the DLC fun pack and have <clears throat> a bunch of friends over every day for the rest of my life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't even bought... In- Mewtwo. Well, I mean, I yeah. have Mewtwo. I haven't even downloaded him. Me neither. When they put out a compilation back, though, I'm getting on that ASAP. Oh, God. <laughs> I have a coffee grain stuck in my throat. Ah. <laughs> I was going to say, you on that 420 over there? Or? <laughs> 420, don't, please. Don't make assumptions because of my name. <laughs> Weed, man. What? I don't know. What, what does George have to do with smoking? <laughs> 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 All right. Um, uh, also, also, they showed Cloud details. He looks pretty cool. Yeah, oh, God. and he's out Cloud. actually he's already out Cloud, Cloud. and Bayonetta there's no way they're, oh, they, they're gonna get a it's bump beautiful. in sales there's oh. no way it's, it's, mm. oh, what a time to be alive I know mm. right <laughs> Jeez, just take it out and give it a touch my, I think my favorite part of this Smash Direct was um, was Kirby after inhaling Bayonetta oh, with, like, and he has... with the cute little hair and the, and the um, beauty mark and the stupid guns on his feet <laughs> I didn't see the guns. Now I have to go back. He doesn't have them default. And then when you use the B move, he like lays flat on his face. And so he just like rotates because he's a ball. And he looks absolutely ridiculous because like Bayonetta makes it look like like flexible and sexy how she positions herself when she shoots her, yeah. her shoe guns. But Kirby just like flops on the ground and they shoot off of it. It's so funny. I'm looking at it now. The gun is just kind of coming out of his butthole. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, That's adorable. Yeah. So Smash stuff is cool. That's apparently the last Smash thing, I guess. Which also means they'll be putting no out Shovel a compilation Knight. pack. And no Shovel Knight. Oh. Oh, yeah, I guess. But I mean, Bayonetta's fine, too. I mean, all I'm saying is throw <laughs> corn into the ocean and give a shovel knight instead. Just drop him out the window and... I will sacrifice corn to the great Lord Dagon. I'm just really happy to see that this character who I wanted so bad and everyone told me no actually happened. Who wants corn? Who 
What's Corin? Nobody, because nobody knows who the fuck he or she is because they're in a game that's not in America yet. Why would you do that, Nintendo? They did it with Martha and Roy that? and Melee. And but it was a I different time. doesn't exist. I hope she just, like, like no one ever plays her. She just sits there and collects dust. Same, because, <laughs> like, no offense, Fire Emblem fans, you have the representation in Smash. You have more than enough. More than enough like, OP characters. It'd be like if they added a Mario character at this point. People would be like, I guess. They have, like, almost as many as Pokemon, except Pokemon actually has, like, a diverse, visually distinct, dif- different suite of monsters. And yeah. Fire Emblem, everyone's a human being with yeah yeah every i think every single pokemon in four is different jigglypuff pikachu mewtwo lucario charizard are all completely different characters like they have no like crossover moves whereas lucina is a clone of marth and roy is a clone of marth and yes they have different properties but they're essentially the same character that is deviated from a bit there are like, almost as many Fire Emblem characters as there are Pokemans. Yeah, that's that makes me sad. Shovel Knight. Uh, I would have I would have been settled for King Karul, but Shovel Knight. Uh, man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Let's move on. Oh man. <laughs> they they could have Gordon Freeman from. I would play the <laughs> shit out of Smash if they put Gordon Freeman from, in there. From the the Half Life games made by Valve. Final Smash is he gets the physics gun. Oh my god! And he gets to shoot the the blue beam and just just grab characters and like grapple them and throw them off the stage. Like like in the games made by Valve, who are presumably being sued by the French Consumer Association. Oh, I see what you did there. You were trying to segue, and I thought you were just making conversation. (laughs) So okay, this is a very strange story, and I don't even know if I should be putting it on here because there aren't any mainstream game news websites reporting on this yet, which might mean that it is a entirely a hoax the mistranslation skim it then don't go too deep so just in case according to a french news website a um french consumer association called the ufc quay choice or question something like that all right has sued valve over some clauses in their subscriber agreement that they consider illegal or abusive according to eu law and this happened a few years, actually, they've been sued by by a number of German, not German, a number of European states. Germany, as I was saying in my mind, it was the tip of my tongue being a big one. But basically, they uh, they they say that Steam subscriber agreement forbids users to sell their games despite the transfer of ownership of digital products and licenses in the EU being legal, which was the big Valve versus Europe case last year. And this is uh, something that would be really weird to imagine happening, the possibility of reselling digital game licenses. And I'm wondering if the Steam economy would really work if that were the case, because they have these massive, huge Steam sales that everyone loves. But if they sell those things off to people who then resell it, resell those codes again as retailers, how how do they compete with? that with 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 the the prices the incredibly low prices that those retailers buying the keys originally from a steam sale would be able to mark those up as as it's competition <laughs> i don't know man uh, so so you can only buy a game once on steam right no you can buy gift uh, copies your, oh, you can buy gift copies God. but you can only buy one for yourself holy shit i can easily imagine though people setting up gift shops if uh if if this is well, I, 
I don't know. It's really, really hard to imagine that in the first place, but also the concept of reselling digital goods, which which seems good, right? But the thing is, on a, on a digital marketplace, you really have no supply side. You, the, your supply is infinite. You don't price by supply. You only price by demand. Huh. Okay, so anyways... I don't know what to add to that, sorry. The the French Consumer Association also says the Valve declines any responsibility in case they get hacked and users' personal info gets stolen. Which is great. Fine. Perfect. I don't think anyone really wants to argue that point. That Valve should reimburse customers if their account gets hacked. Um, Valve claims ownership on the rights of any user-created content uploaded on Steam, which is probably something that a lot of people who make user-uploaded content care about. Which which would be good for them not to, which sounds okay to me, but not also really relevant mm. to what I do. I don't know. Uh, that's not really something I've looked much into. A lot of people have made a lot of money on the Steam Marketplace, and I'd imagine that they'd be in a better situation if they had creative rights over the uh, stuff they were putting out. Uh, they say it is impossible to get money on your Steam wallet back if your account is closed, deleted, banned. Which... Also sounds cool. Yeah, nothing really I want to argue about. Turning my fake Steam fun bucks into real bucks. Why the hell would I not want to do that? Yeah. I I presume they would only allow people to do that if their account gets closed, deleted, or banned as specified in the uh, Consumer Association's uh, translated list of demands. However, I, I have to wonder why... They would want this uh, that situation to work reimbursement of what is essentially a gift card, because if your gift card from a store gets stolen or hacked, then the store doesn't reimburse you the value of the gift card's money. And that's essentially what a Steam wallet is, is a gift card. Mm, That's true. Also, they, they're they mad that Valve is applying Luxembourg's consumer law, regardless of the user's country, which I guess means that they want Valve to be following France's law when selling digital games in France. Which, I don't, isn't that why the, the, why the European Union exists? Is, is to keep, like, trade kind of kind of free amongst the confusing map of, of nationalities and, and regulations and laws that exist in Europe? I'm not sure, because I don't know much about the industry in, in Europe. Yeah, this is a really complicated yeah. topic. It is. And, uh, and this is also why I feel like the story might be kind of kind of more fishy than, than yeah. the current sources take are letting it, Take on. it with a grain of salt. Because right now, it, there is literally a thread on NeoGAF and a thread on Reddit and the original French websites, and that's about it. Yeah. In, uh, in less confusing news, <laughs> uh, this, is, this is something that I'm reading off my Twitter feed. Um, you remember... Did you guys hear when Bubsy Bubsy was getting greenlit? The Bubsy ports? I think recently? so. Bubsy. So, but the, the old shitty mascot platformer, oh, Bubsy the Cat. Oh, yeah. So they tried to get it uh, ports greenlit for Steam so that they could make money so that they could make <laughs> another one. Um, and uh, Slowbeef tweeted a, about an hour ago. Uh, Bubsy is released on Steam, but the executable is actually a wrapper around a SNES 9X and a ROM. And the license agreement is apparently a mess, so it's questionable how legal this is. That's what they did with these Neo Geo games on the Humble Bundle. Yep. I guess companies (laughs) 
Now, ah, this is all of a sudden normal, I guess. <laughs> pirates being managed by pirates. Oh my gosh. That sounds like a good idea for a video series. And then I look at the camera and wink. <laughs> this is an audio podcast, so I had to tell you that part. I could hear the sound of your wink. <laughs> <laughs> the loud. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this, because, like, like yeah. they... they put the games up i guess i mean they're like selling a digital copy of bubsy in the truest sense of the word but it, it's like the amount of effort that a lot of pc ports versions you see of of old games from the 80s or 90s is about um, the same amount of effort you could put in emulating them yourself yeah only have to pay for them uh... and so it's 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 confusing because it's like they have the right to. I mean, if they're like pirating their own game, then that's that's not illegal. But if they're using the Super Nintendo's emulator code without the original author's permission, unless it's like open source under some kind of Creative Commons license that allows that, then that would be sticky. Because the thing with this Neo Geo situation is that the emulator they're using was acquired from Gamefly. They have an actual license to it. But the ROMs they have in these uh, and the games that you get in the Humble Bundle are literally the same files that you can find on Cool ROM. I tested it. And it's oh like, gosh, uh, I, <sighs> they, they made what almost amounts to a Macromedia Flash front end that then loads an emulator they downloaded from Cool ROM onto uh, a ROM they downloaded from Cool ROM onto an emulator they acquired from Gamefly. So all the the company dot emu had to do to put out these Neo Geo games is make a flashy uh, front end that has a launch button, a save state button and an options button with such luxurious options as window size, full screen or not. (laughs) Yummy. No customizable controls. You just have to gamble that your computer detects a 360 controller and maps it into the simulator. And apparently that's what they're doing with the Bubsy now, too. Ray. I mean, it's not illegal, but it's still kind of a shitty, lowbrow, minimum amount of effort required way to put a game out on PC. Yeah. And with that, we have one last story, and that is that Konami is once again assuring the rest of the world that they are still making Metal Gear stuff in the most vague way possible. They have a job listing put up for, quote, new Metal Gear, end quote. Yeah. In oh, all capital great. letters, it's it's uh, super basic, vague. It just <laughs> says yawn. qualifications. You need experience in high end game development, planning, etc. And it's Ooh. for new Metal Gear. <laughs> so there... must be mute and also unable to type, and also no social media accounts. <laughs> Mobile development experience preferred. <laughs> Must have pachinko machine yeah, experience. I was about to say. <laughs> Highlight any and all relevant gambling machine experience. <laughs> but yeah, if they make Metal Gear 6 or whatever without Kojima, Kojima is probably just going to be laughing his way mm-hmm. to the bank with whatever he's doing with, with a real game publisher now. Because Konami is is no longer that as of this year. Although I think now that Kojima's gone from Konami, 
I think this would actually be a really good time for us to just completely stop talking about them for the rest of their existence. Maybe the one like, thing. What if we just what if we just gave them nothing? Just like didn't feed the fire but at all. What and if just like what if Metal Gear Rising Two happens? Pirate it. Ooh, ooh, that that hurts. Hashtag fuck. Metal Gear Rising <laughs> is is one of my favorite games ever. I could easily imagine Platinum putting out another. There's still room there, and they did a damn good job the first time. And if there's one one more Konami game that could possibly exist that I would give a damn about, that would be it. Uh, pirate it, and then Ooh. put three $20 bills into an envelope, <laughs> send that to Platinum Games directly. Send it to Kamiya's <laughs> Twitter account. <laughs> to, to his Twitter, tweet him a picture of three $20 bills and be like, yo, if I ever meet you, this is for you. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine him like blocking Blocked. his mailbox from people putting money in it. Yeah. Anyways, that's uh that's all we got for today. We're at the end of our list now. So yeah, so quite a quite a long podcast. How yeah. all things considered. How do you guys feel about about the week and how it's gone? It, it, it's, I feel like I have a lot of work to do still. Yeah, yeah. I mean it, it's Christmas next mm-hmm. week. Baby, yeah, don't. So, don't. Merry Christmas to Work everyone who's listening to death before yeah. Christmas. Oh, that's right, because yeah. we won't be doing a podcast next week. We'll be nope. We'll be gathering around yeah. the fire with our families, drinking eggnog, and yeah, taking pictures Get of loose. our ugly sweaters. Yeah. Probably, actually, uh, ugh, excuse me, won't be getting tipsy, but um, I will be wearing the ugliest Christmas thing known to human beings. Because this year, well, last week, actually, which is also part of this year, I had a uh, little holiday gathering at my, my place with some friends. And it was ugly quis- Christmas attire. <laughs> ugly Christmas. Ugly Christmas attire. <laughs> and uh, I went to Walmart and I got myself a Keep Calm, I Have Gifts shirt. So I think I won for absolute worst Christmas anything uh, all years running. Because it feels like ugly Christmas attire in recent years has turned into what's the coolest, best reference that I can put into an ugly Christmas sweater. And so people have like Star Wars ones and shit. And I'm like, no, we going full ugly. Full ugly. Full ugly. (laughs) God. All right. And with that, with that, let us let us take our leave and continue on with our lives. Yep. We'll see you in two weeks. Rate us five stars on iTunes. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Share us with your family at Christmas. And don't smoke too much bush. Wait, how would that work?
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 